Today, your favorite show host here, Kevin, along with your other favorite co-host, Ty, and lastly, Chad. So, I was pretty sure when you <laughs> said your favorite co-host here that you were talking about me, but uh, yeah. I mean, that's okay. I was say, you guys are in the same room together. I'm the one who's in a different room, totally different area. Yeah. I'll let it slide this time. All right. All right. Kevin. <laughs> well. Today, we're going to be talking about Ben Simmons and his shooting lows with the Philadelphia 76ers as they were recently defeated by the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA playoffs. Ty, what are your thoughts on this? So, I, beforehand, uh, the other website I worked for, Seed Sing, I wrote a whole NBA preview, and I kind of said that if the 76ers didn't at least make the East Finals, it was a, a I would consider it a bad year. And they did make the East Finals, and I do think a lot of that is due to Ben Simmons' unwillingness to shoot the basketball. Before we started recording, you and I, Kevin, talked about Ben Simmons, and you asked me if I like him as a basketball player. I think he's an excellent uh, floor general. I think he's very, very, very talented on the defensive end of the floor, but his unwillingness to shoot or take open jump shots you know, for example, in that game seven, he had that play where he spun off his defender, had a wide open dunk and passed yeah. it. Stuff like that is just that that really bums me out because he is so good at so many other areas on the court. But his unwillingness to shoot—I mean, he's been in the NBA now for I think four years, and he still isn't shooting a jump shot. I personally, I think the 76ers would be better off moving on from him and just building around Joel Embiid. But he was a major, major doubter for me in the playoffs this year. Yeah, see, I think he was drafted in 15 or 16. So, yeah, this would be about his fourth or fourth, fifth year in the NBA. But, I mean, really, like, he just – I think it's a confidence thing for him. I don't think he wants to be humiliated at the free throw line because you've seen before, like, with him and Giannis where they shoot in the air ball and the crowd chants something. But – with him, I think it's it's more humiliation. Like Giannis doesn't really give a crap about that. But well, I mean, he says that he doesn't, but I'm sure everybody cares, you know, to some degree. But as professionals, I think they kind of get over that a little bit. But I I did want to ask you guys. I'm so I'm a little confused, and I don't think I have to tell the the um, listeners anymore that like, you know, I'm not as informed as you two. But so. We're saying that this guy does not like he he he's scared to take shots or I don't understand. Yeah. His jump shot is tile you. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I personally I do think he's scared to take shots and that's what kinda of what Kevin said and what you're saying, Chad, is that I think he's afraid of being humiliated because well, I played basketball since I was six years old and I've Missed more shots than I've made, and I've airballed plenty in my life, and it's embarrassing when you airball one. But you mentioned a guy like Giannis. He airballs a free throw, but he comes back, and he, and he switches the second one. Are you looking at the way Shaq, at near the end of his career, tail end of his career, and his prime, when he was shooting one-handed free throws, he'd airball one and kind of laugh it off? I think Ben Simmons is so worried about – and, again, this is – a different topic for a different podcast, but I think he's worried about the social media aspect of playing where if he misses a shot, ESPN's going to air it. Bleacher Report's going to write a story on it. Famous, you know, journalists are going to write stories about how he's a bad shooter. And I think he's legitimately worried about having that image as a player who's afraid to shoot. So instead, he's going to 
he, he's decided he's going to be this defensive ball hawk who's really, really good on that end of the floor, but he's just not. I, I think he, I think he's legitimately, legitimately afraid to shoot shots. He, he had a wide open dunk in a two point game in Game Seven of the playoffs, and he passed it to a guy who was double teamed who got fouled. I, to me, that just screams he's scared to shoot the basketball. That seems. Um... It's just like hard for me to understand, you know, especially on something like a a dunk. um, You think that that would just be a no brainer. But, you know, do we know for sure? Like, I mean, we're just kind of, I guess, based on his actions, we're saying, you know, he's he appears to be like afraid to to shoot because he doesn't want the, you know, the flack that he's going to get if he misses. So he's lacking confidence, is is what. But he's never like came out and and said that to, to anybody, has he? No. Okay. And now there's rumors that he's gonna switch his shooting hand and oh. all this other. Like, I, I just think it's all. I, I, I honestly, he's again, he is a great basketball player. The things he does really well, but I think he's. I think it's definitely a confidence issue. I think he's afraid to shoot the ball because he's afraid of the aftermath of shooting the ball. Yeah, I think I mean, it's. I, I don't know if you guys remember this. I'm sure you don't, Kevin. But Chad, you might. The St. Louis Cardinals years ago had this pitcher, Rick Ankiel, who couldn't throw the ball <laughs> over the plate. Yeah, he, he was so good when he was a rookie, and then something just happened to him. I feel like the same thing is happening to Ben Simmons, whereas he just can't. Yeah, it, there, there's something mental that's stopping him from doing what he what he knows how to do. You know, sports really, sports really are a mental thing, and and. For some people, it's not like an issue because, you know, they they just never I think it's people that overthink things have trouble because for some people, they just do, you know, they just they just take the action and they do it. And it's there's no second thinking or anything like that. But I think for others, you know, who maybe um, overthink stuff that it becomes an issue. And once that starts, it's really hard to stop it. Um, I, I can relate, you know, just from the few sports that I played when I was younger, um, because it really is a, a mental thing, you know, and, and when you have that confidence, you're not thinking about your, you know, your movements or your actions, really, it's just all kind of natural and, and muscle memory. And, and yep. yeah, so yeah. yeah, that is terrible. And I do remember Rick Ankiel. <laughs> I don't know how anybody yeah. could forget that. Because he really did have an arm, you know, he could, he could throw the ball like, you know, close to a hundred miles an hour, but he could not hit the plate. And it was so bad. He was, you know, like throwing it 10 feet off to the, behind the batter or above the umpire. Yeah, they would go into the big net that they have at Bush Stadium behind you. For people listening, if you don't know who Rick Ankiel is, just, just Google him and see how wild this was. Yeah. They ended up putting him in the outfield for a little while, I think. That's what I was going to say. He had to change positions to stay in the major leagues. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think with his jump shot, Ben Simmons, I think it's just going to be like Lonzo Ball, or it would have been if he just worked on it more because, you know, people made fun of Lonzo's wacky jump shot whenever he first got into the league. It was like a – it was it was definitely different. That's, I'll say that. Yeah. release. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, – I don't. I wonder, you know, if he'll have time to um, 
you know, really take care of that now at this point in the season, you know, I feel like it might be too late, you know, once that mental block is there, uh, once you're in the playoffs to kind of work on, on that mental part of the game. Yeah. I mean, his team is out now. They got beat by Atlanta. <laughs> but um, as Kevin was saying, he was drafted either 15 or 16. And I know he was 19 years old when he got in the league. So luckily for him, he's only 23 or 24. Like he, he has right. time to, to work on it. And he's still, that just seems so young to me. I mean, I, I'm 14 years older than he is. So I think he's got, He's got plenty of time to work on it. It's just a matter of is he going to want to work on it or is he going to maybe get traded? I don't know. Oh, yeah, and, you know, LeBron's jump shot wasn't really the best whenever he first got into the league either. So, I mean. Him and um, Kawhi Leonard, the big knock on him when he came in the NBA was was he he couldn't shoot. shoot. And now he's one of the better mid-range shooters in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. He does have time to work on it. and. It's really going to be up to him as to how much work he wants to put into it. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Kevin, is do you, what do you think Philadelphia does from here with him? Do they keep him? Do they trade him? What, what do you think? I mean, if they're not working on his jump shot, then, yeah, he's definitely out. They're getting rid of him. But if they are working on his jump shot, I think he could be like a top five point guard in the league if he gets his jump shot straight. So I agree with you. Like, I, I think – with his defense, he's one of the best point guards in the league and his passing ability and way he can see the floor because he's so tall. I think he's great for that that lack of shooting, even layups and stuff. It, it really, I don't know. I I, honest, I honestly think Philadelphia might be better off just moving away, maybe trading for some younger shooters. I don't know. Why don't they look at Oklahoma City and try and get Kemba Walker? I think Kemba Walker fits better next to Joel Embiid than Ben Simmons, maybe. He definitely does, but Kemba Walker is not very experienced in the playoffs, and he's also <laughs> not very good in the playoffs either, as we saw like last year. And he's a, lot, he's a lot older than Ben Simmons also. Yeah, he is also a lot older. I uh, mean, I he mean, could that... be a good fit to like rebuild, but what were you going to say, Chad? I don't know. I, I just always – I. I take issue when I see teams rebuilding and then they, they pick like, you know, this really old free agent, like my, my football team back in the day, Washington, they used to do that all the time. It would drive me crazy, you know, cause they'd spend all this money on this guy that was like towards the end of his career and, you know, wasn't really playing <laughs> at his yeah. full potential and, and, you know, of course, nothing would ever come of it. Um, I just feel like the money, if you know, if they were going to do something like that, that they could, you know, uh, maybe make a wiser choice and kind of go for the future. But, you know, they also have um, Joel Embiid and, and they want to try to win now. So I guess, yeah. you know, that's probably a tough choice to make. Um, but, yeah. I say... I say they trade, um, buddy. They trade for Buddy Heald, Duncan like Robinson, either him or Chris Middleton, and they kind of just surround Harris and Embiid with like really, really good shooters. So you know they can work on the post game, like when they play um, like outside teams. So, and yeah. then you know they there's someone bigger that they can't play with in the the paint, then they can just kick it out to the corner or the, the key, and then they can just, you know. So, sort of like what the Pistons did a couple yeah. years back, I think. And also, 
also kind of what the Warriors did, really. So, yeah. They had big stars when they were when they were winning the titles. You know, I I think like I think Duncan Robinson's going to be too rich for them because he's going to get paid, and Chris Middleton's you know signed that long deal. But I really really like that idea of Buddy Heald going to play in Philadelphia. I like that a lot, actually. That's why we have you on, man, because you know all these younger guys that I don't really know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just a good fit to me. Like, like kind of, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a there's a method to his madness. One hundred percent. I totally forgot about Buddy Heel, but that's probably because he's playing in Sacramento right now. Yeah, yeah. Sacramento is just like any. It's like um, any any player that goes there is just immediately just poof gone. You know. Yeah, but see, Kevin, you're way too young. I remember when. And, you know, early 2000s when Sacramento was playing the uh, Lakers in this Western Conference. Oh, finals. yeah. They, they used to be really good. There's yeah. Not, I mean, they had White Chocolate and uh, a couple other players. A Michigan guy might, might yeah. Be. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next topic. The Atlanta Hawks. Ty, let's start you off. What? The team that beat the 76ers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a so. good transition. Or <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> anyway, so the Hawks, huh? Tell me about the Hawks. Um, well, they're a semi-young team. Uh, you know, they got Trey Young, who's a very, very, like, reminiscent of Steph Curry. Like, very, like, like him. So, he's a small point guard, like, really, really talented shooter. And also, you know, he's got one of the best handles in the league. And then they got Kevin Hoyter, a hoarder. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Herder. Yeah. Kevin Herder, who is a good wing player, um, you know, can shoot the three. And also, you know, drives a little bit. But, you know, and then they got Clint Compella, who is a very good rim protector and, you know, glass cleaner. So, Ty, you, you, can, you can go ahead and take it from here, I think. Yeah, so Atlanta to me, they um, they they've been the most exciting team for me to watch them play up here. I know uh, my Memphis Grizzlies because Atlanta's actually still in it, but I really enjoyed watching them play because they were playing exactly how a team that young should, where they're playing loose, they're free, they have nothing to lose and everything to gain with this performance. Trey Young has been spectacular. Uh, just, I mean, game one against Milwaukee, he had 48 points and led Atlanta to a win in that Eastern Conference Finals. <clears throat> you mentioned Kevin Herter, who, I mean, I, I know him because he played at Maryland, and they're a big-time team now, so I watched him, but not a lot of people knew who he was, and seeing him shoot and score has been nice. Clint Capella looks like the Clint Capella that played with James Harden a few years ago in Houston, just rim-running, throwing down alley-oops and grabbing rebounds. Yeah. John Collins, I think, has been exceptional. I know Atlanta was looking to trade him in the middle of the year. I think they're glad they didn't because he's just been so key. And so, you know, going back to that Philadelphia series, he was the one who guarded Ben Simmons most of the time and completely shut him down. So Atlanta has been a blast for me to watch. Um, I don't think they're going to beat Milwaukee, especially with the way Milwaukee came out and beat them by something like 34 points the other night. But they are... They're doing exactly what I would hope a young team who's in the playoffs for the first time with this core would do, where they're just playing. They're playing space fun for them. They're free. They're loose. They're flinging three pointers. They're throwing alley oops. I mean that 
that off the backboard alley of Trey Youngster to John Collins in game one was like watching a video game. That just proves to me how much fun they're having on the floor. I've had a blast watching them, and I think this is a sign of things to come from a young team like this. They're, they're really good. Yeah, and I'm honestly, that that's one of the best hoops I've seen all postseason. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what this this roster reminds me of? What's that? The the my 2018 Celtics. Whenever I think oh, they yeah. they lost Kyrie in the postseason, and Jason Tatum carried them to the oh, thank God for the that finals. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Come on. He Come really on, he's really been giving me a hard time about my my treatment of Kyrie, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I mean, he's a good ball player, but I wouldn't want him on my team. That's all I'm going to say. Agreed. Yeah. So anyway, keep, keep, uh, keep going with what you were saying. I'm sorry. Well, you know, they had Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Tay Rozier, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. They had a, like a, you know, that they, they had depth in the roster. So they, yeah, That's I'm still waiting for the Celtics to, you know, to really ca- cash in on it. What are you saying really, Chad, for? Well, you're a Celtics fan. I, mean, I know. I want them to win. I, that's what I want them to do is to win. Well, anyway. I'm just frustrated because they're not winning like they should. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I feel like they kind of need Next it. year's our year. Next year's our year. We traded Kemba, and I think that was good for us. We got Al Horford back, so, you know. I think they need some size on their team. You know, yes. We just got size. Yeah, well, that's what they needed. So, yeah. yeah. It's like a million years old, though, too. Yeah. Yeah, see. he was old whenever we had him two years ago. So, I know. so why get the difference. really old guy back? I mean, that's... because we have you chemistry know, with him. He's you know what about Al Horford, though, is he's a former Hawk. So, we got that going for us, also. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, not to be the, you know, the most hated guy on this podcast, but, you know, the Hawks. Yeah, they are a good young team, but they're not beating the Bucks. I mean, that's just – that's not going to happen here's, this year. Here's Chad again taking a crazy tag for his brother and a regret <laughs> three games later. Uh, uh, no I, I, no I regrets. Chad here because the way the Bucks came out and just – I mean, they destroyed them the other night. Yeah. Uh, things could change. I mean, that's one game, but, man, that was a that was a monumental beatdown that happened the other night. Yeah. The Bucks just oh, – they God. beat them like some scared little boys. It remind me – They're not going to – Come back when that. the Nets or uh, the Bucks were up thirty to eleven in like the first quarter against the Nets in the the semifinals, so that yeah. was yeah that, that's what that reminded me. Yeah. yeah, and also Chris Middleton is very underrated. This dude is a knockdown shooter. He can even play in the post too. I mean, <laughs> this dude is amazing, and he just doesn't get the respect. I think he dropped forty against the Nets the other night, or uh, not the other night, like last week in the semifinals, didn't he? I'm close to that. Yeah, like 38. So you know who else doesn't get the respect they deserve? Oh god, here we go. <laughs> Me, that's who. Because <laughs> most of my predictions on this podcast have have come true. All right, let's hear something. Let's hear something. Well, I mean, we, we talked about it the other day. You know, well, I want to hear something. I mean, I, we've already talked. I don't know. I don't know why you're like questioning me now. All right. Well, you know, episode five. to go to the finals. So. Yeah. Yeah. Episode five. I, I agree. Gonna... I'm picking the Bucks to go to the finals too, but that's the one thing I wanted to ask you, Kevin, because again, you know, Chad and I are older than you, so being younger, do you like watching this Hawks team since it's just a team filled with young talent, or is it something different for you? For me, it's just like watching really any other team, other than like watching Trey Young's <laughs> chemistry with uh, John Collins. Then it's just like 
I like I said, it's it's a rock story with a lot of depth. So and they're fun. Yeah. I mean, they are fun to watch. It it is fun to see you know the the young guys come out and and like you said, Ty, just you know they have nothing to lose. They can yeah. you know just kind of be free and do what they want. And yeah, you know that that's well, always good to so, see. So, Ty. <laughs> I also think it speaks values like you know people were oh the NBA wants Brooklyn and some other big market and you know having Milwaukee and Atlanta a Midwest and a Southern team in the Eastern Finals and the ratings have been way way up I think it proves that like it doesn't matter where these teams are located as long as they're playing fun basketball basketball fans and casual fans are going to watch so I also don't think you need necessarily need these big markets in the East Finals or in the Conference Finals when you have teams that are filled with talent and just fun to watch play yeah I agree yeah so before we get to our last topics the rise of Devin Booker um you know, I'd like to say for episode five to all our listeners, we're going to have all our finals predictions. Well, hopefully we get to the episode before the finals are over. So, but yeah, I mean, we will. It's not, yeah, uh, but uh, we're going to have our predictions. We're going to have another, our, our shoe talk back and we're going to have a really, really big topic coordinated with the. NBA Finals. So. Yeah, because I want to talk about KD's shoes that he wore in Game 7. Those things are awesome. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll cover those too. So, actually, we're just, we're going to, that's going to be our shoe. That's what we'll talk about. So. Sweet. Yep, so on to our last topic. All Dad, right. Do you want to start us off with Devin Booker? I absolutely do not <laughs> want to start us off with Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks All right. for putting me on the spot, Kevin. Ty. Ty, if you want to start with Devin Booker. This dude, so we talked about at the start of this, Ben Simmons, you know, maybe he doesn't have the confidence to shoot or there's a mental block blocking him. Devin Booker's the exact opposite. He will pull up from anywhere. He will shoot from anywhere. He will shoot with two, three, and four guys guarding him if he has to. I I was skeptical of Devin Booker when he came to the league because I watched college basketball. Unfortunately, I still watch college basketball and he didn't shoot like that at Kentucky, so I'm thinking, oh, Phoenix drafting this guy as a shooter. I was completely wrong on Devin Booker. He's magnificent. He's a great shooter. He has proven that the Suns can build around him, and I know they got Chris Paul and they draft DeAndre Ayton, who I think you talked about Chris Middleton being underrated. I think DeAndre Ayton is highly, like, grossly underrated. People don't talk nearly enough about him. I mean... Booker is the engine that makes that team go. He's a scorer. He he is the the modern player who reminds me most of Kobe Bryant with his willingness to attack and just do whatever he has to do for his team. The way he curls and comes off and shoots three pointers is just spectacular. Can't all make for a dynamic backcourt. I I don't know how you guys feel, but I I turn from a skeptic. I I am fully a Devin Booker fan now. Yeah, I mean, Aiden is like the definitely to me the the textbook definition of underrated. But Booker is like, you know, he's like you said earlier, the opposite of Ben Simmons. I mean, complete opposite. But still, you know, Booker he dropped seventy in year two on the on my Celtics, of course. So I was gonna say, wasn't it against Boston? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not gonna we're gonna drop Devin (laughs) Booker. Though, when he dropped <laughs> yeah, they did. I think they did. But that's crazy. You know, well, they, you know, it's the Suns. They didn't have any other star. Problem. 
I yeah. mean, 2010 Suns were just humiliating. So, yeah. So, anyway, Booker is definitely a generational talent that we probably won't have again until the 2030. You know, it was it was Kobe and then it's him and then people are saying that Tyler Hero is the next Booker, but I don't I don't believe that. Booker, I mean, Hero's been horrible this year, but we're talking about Booker right now. So, Dad, what are your thoughts on Booker? I mean, is he at the are, – are we seeing – so are we saying that he's at the level of, of like, you know, your Kobe Bryant? Uh, or I mean, right now he's looking like it, yeah. yeah. So I, I think he's on his way there if he continues this. He still isn't at Kobe's level yet, but he has the mentality of a Kobe Bryant, in my opinion. Yeah. Let's keep in mind, this kid is only 24, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think it's really fun to watch players like this, you know, to see. Uh, that's one of the great things about sports because it is so hard to to tell who's going to do good, you know, once they get to a professional level. And, you know, you have you guys that that are really hyped up and they come into the league and then they don't pan out. And, and then you have the ones like this that are kind of, you know, not a surprise, but, you know, maybe people didn't expect, you know, what what the you know, the level that they are putting out there. And, and yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's just really fun to watch. It's almost like, you know, obviously not all the time, Greg Oden, but it's almost like the number one picks are like the only picks to really pan out. You know we're going to pan out because, you know, it's like the, the, the picks you least expect to actually pan out are the ones that end up turning into these like superstars in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, you look at these late lottery picks. I think Devin Booker was like the 12th or 10th, 11th, 12th pick. But you look at him or a guy like Donovan Mitchell. Who or the- Nikola Jokic. I mean. Yeah, Nikola Jokic in the second round. Kawhi Leonard was the you know, 15th pick. Giannis was the 15th pick. These, these late lottery picks are really turning out steals in a draft. Yeah. Yeah, they're you – Jokic know, was – Number forty-one, uh, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think Isaiah Thomas was the last pick. I think he was sixty. He was, yeah, when he was drafted. Not, not the Detroit Pistons. Isaiah Thomas, the one who played for the Celtics. <laughs> right. Teams, yeah. So. Yeah, I was just about to say. Um, every time you know he talks about Isaiah Thomas, I'm thinking you know the one from the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me too. That just shows how old I am. But I was going to say, it shows, shows our age that we think of Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, not the modern one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I actually know who that is, but still. <laughs> you're, a, you're a student of the game, though. But no, Devin Booker is just, he's he's another guy with Trey Young and that Atlanta roster that I just, I enjoy watching the way he plays basketball. It's, I'm not his number one fan, but I also don't dislike him. I just, he's, 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 he's a fun, modern player for me to watch. So, like I said, the way he curls off screens, the way he gets to his spots on the floor, it's, just, it's really, really nice to see a player who has that type of confidence in himself and, and shows it on the floor. It's the exact opposite of Ben Simmons, like we keep saying. Yeah, you know, if you look at him and Jason Tatum, Booker and Tatum, you know, if you look at their, their games compared to Kobe, like just coming off screens, like their jump shot, you know, driving to the basket, they're exactly the same. So, yeah, not to go off topic here, but okay. it why is it, it seems to, like, to me anyway, and I admittedly don't uh, follow as, as much as you guys, but it seems like Tatum doesn't really get the 
the recognition and you know respect that he deserves. Am I wrong on that? I feel like yeah, I feel like I I agree with that. I feel like if he was playing in LA, he'd probably get his respect. But yeah, no, he uh, he definitely doesn't. There's still people that don't think he's a an all star. So yeah, that's crazy to me. But yeah, anyway. see, like prior to the season when I did all my stuff that I wrote, um, I actually picked Tatum in the MVPs. I thought he was gonna have that type of year. And I think had the Celtics not had a down year for them, it would have been different. But yeah, with with a guy like Jason Tatum, with a guy like Devin Booker, you can tell that their generation grew up watching Kobe, whereas like Kobe grew up watching Michael Jordan. So you can yeah. see these emulating the guys that they watched growing up. So it's nice just to see. Yeah, I still think Jordan's the greatest of all time, but it's nice to see these players who watched other guys emulating those guys that they watched. Yeah, that is pretty neat. Yeah, and Booker, he's got that mid-range game, that old Michael Jordan, you know, mid-range yeah. game, Dr. J. So, yeah, he's yeah. definitely, um, he's more, he's like, he's in the three-point era. Like, he's, you know, he's part of that, definitely. I think he actually helped build that along with Steph Curry, Dame, and a couple others. But he's also, he, he transitions, you know, he, he's got the mid-range, too. He can even play in the post sometimes. And he's got that fadeaway that, that MJ uh, and Kobe had, too. So, And, and he plays defense. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all want to talk about him being this great offensive player, but he's not He's not a, a great defender, but he at least tries. He, he puts forth effort on that end of the floor. That's a big deal in modern NBA. Yeah, you know, you don't really see that a lot anymore. A lot of the new regards, like D'Lo, uh, you know, Trey Young, a lot James of them. Harden. <laughs> James Harden, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, he's not James even Harden. young, but, you know. Every time somebody says James Harden, I just think of, like, a, a bowl of uh, spaghetti and meatballs. You know, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I remember, I remember, like, right before, like, right after the season started before, you said that after the Celtics, the Nets were your backup team. I specifically remember that. Yeah, but I think I also said that the that the Bucks would win, didn't I? Or am I wrong on that? Yeah, you and I agreed on that. We both picked the Bucks. Yeah. So, so I well, don't be a hater, Kevin. All right. I do want to say just like, and this isn't me picking, but I do think the best team playing that's left right now is the Phoenix Suns. So I will say that. I mean, you know, they had that one, but they just went up three one. So I don't. Yeah. I think it's going to be them and the Bucks, and I'm taking – I'm pretty sure I picked last uh, episode. I think I picked the Boston Celtics due to my, my stubbornness. So, uh, I, I'm going to take – this is really hard for me because I, I really like the Bucks, but I'm going to take the Bucks in, in six over the Suns. I know I said it was really hard for us. No, I think, I think the Suns are going to win, but I think it'll be seven. As much as I want Giannis to get that ring and my dad to be happy, I think the Suns are playing their best basketball at the time, and Chris Paul is out of uh, the COVID protocols, so he's yeah. back. I can tell I made dad think I was going to pick the Suns. My well, no, I just I think maybe you made a, a poor decision, but, you know. <laughs> All right, what's your pick, Dad? Such as youth, you Aren't know? You, okay, you said you were going to take the you, Bucks like, two weeks ago, so. Yeah, well, you know, oh, I think. here we go. I think the, you know, the issue that a lot of us have, and I have this problem, you know, whereas 
my my brother is much better at picking teams because he does not pick with his heart you know oh. he picks you know with his with his head and and thinks it through whereas a lot of times i'll pick you know teams just because i like them which that's not always the smartest thing to do um i don't know with all that being said though i'm still going to i'm going to stick with the bucks just oh. i'm sticking with them that's that's what I expect. I expect family to stick together, and then me to be the deciding voice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's still games in the conference finals. Right. We still got time before the NBA finals. Very good point. Yep. So we're gonna talk about the KDs. We're gonna have a finals prediction, and we're gonna have a very big, big, big topic. So. Oh, it's a big yeah. reveal. I wonder what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Wanting more. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you guys uh, for having me on again. Yep. You're Thanks. out oh. now. Oh, I just lost my job. Yeah. Oh, no.